You are listening to the Space Witch Podcast. Hello and welcome. You are now listening to the Space Witch Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining me today. My name is Whitney Levesque. I'm an astrologer, intuitive, and Reiki practitioner, and this is my podcast where I share tips, tricks, and tools to help you live your best witchy and spiritual life. On this podcast, we discuss a variety of spiritual and self-help topics ranging from how to create a sacred space, letting go of shame, attracting high-vibe friendships, and exploring the Akashic Records, and so much more. These are all real episodes, so be sure to scroll back into the archives and check them out. First of all, I want to start off by just saying that I am sick, so I apologize if I sound a little off today. I've had some sort of cold over the last week or so, and I'm not sure if it's COVID, but I've been staying home, drinking lots of fluids, taking my probiotics, taking daily shots of elderberry syrup, and drinking emergency. And no, this podcast is not sponsored by emergency. It's just something that I take when I'm sick, and I find that it actually really helps. And as always, here's your disclaimer. These are all just things that help me when I'm sick. I am not a doctor. And if you are looking for any type of medical advice or making any types of changes to your routine, please consult a doctor before taking or doing anything. Anyways, welcome to this week's episode of the Space Witch Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about what I wish I knew before I started reading tarot. And I'm going to kind of do a little bit of a deep dive into just like all these rules and fears that I think a lot of us, especially if you're someone who grew up in a religious or Christian household where you're kind of told that all of this stuff is really bad or scary or spooky or satanic or whatever, and just kind of demystifying some of the stuff that I've learned over the years about tarot and just kind of breaking all of that down. But before I get into that, I do have a couple of announcements that I want to make. My first announcement is that my website, www.spacewitchastrology.org, has been restocked with my ritual kits that I make, and I've added some new ones. You can now get Palo Santo bundles, which I love because Palo Santo is just really amazing for kind of... Well, first of all, it smells amazing. And second of all, I like to use it in combination with sage or other herbs because I just find that it really... Um, I don't know. It just it it has like more of an uplifting vibe. And they say that sage kind of removes like everything and clears out all the energy while Palo Santo kind of brings in some of that positive energy. So I kind of like to use Palo Santo to just to kind of smooth everything out and invite the good energy in. So yeah, we have Palo Santo bundles. I just added a protection ritual kit and a money manifestation ritual kit as well. And if you didn't know, I also have, because I don't think I talk too much about this on the podcast, but I also offer, I have a calming kit. I have a self-love kit and each kit comes with crystals to help with your intention, a chime candle and candle holder, as well as some herbs that I think might be helpful for you and whatever it is that you're trying to call in. So that has been restocked. Be sure to go to my website and check it out. I also have a few other things on there as well. And the second announcement I have is that my Patreon is live. Yes, I have just gone and launched a Patreon. So if you enjoy my podcast or if you want to work more with me on a regular basis, Patreon is a great way to both support the podcast and just work with me. I'm offering a lot of stuff 
I'm currently offering access to a monthly bonus podcast where basically you just get more Space Witch. If you really like my podcast, you can get access to this extra podcast for as little as $5 a month. And if you like what I talk about and you like the stuff, it's just an extension of that. And it's stuff that I won't really be sharing anywhere else. This month, I've uploaded a episode where I talk about my table tipping story. Since it's spooky season, I finally decided to sit down and record my experience with table tipping and all the spooky stuff that happened with that. I had only done that one time and it was a very, very interesting experience. So if you want to hear more about that, be sure to check out my Patreon so you can listen to that podcast episode where I talk about my experience with table tipping. I'm also offering monthly journal prompts, which are going to be based around the current planetary transits and the energies of that month. That is up there as well. And this month, as some of you may or may not know, this month has been very strong astrologically. We had a full moon in Aries recently conjunct Chiron, which is the wounded healer, which brought up a lot of energy surrounding our relationships. And we're going to be having a new moon lunar eclipse soon in Libra, which is the opposite sign of Aries. So relationships are just at the forefront of this month right now. And these are some very, very strong energies, especially with the eclipse being there. Um, eclipses are a very intense energy that really kind of bring things out of the dark into the light. So if you're looking to navigate those energies, go check out my Patreon. Again, you can get access to that for as little as $5 a month. So if you want to kind of do that and work with me and work through those energies, I'm offering that tool as a resource. I'm also going to be doing monthly live streams. So if you want to connect with me, if you want to do Q&As, if you want to, we can do tarot readings or maybe, I don't know, like whatever you guys want to do, the live streams are going to be there. I think I might do like a monthly like vote and let you guys vote on like what you want to do. But again, if you want to connect more personally with me, this is a great way to do that. I'm also offering Space Witch merch. So that is going to look like mystery crystals, ritual kits, mugs, stickers, all of that good stuff. Depending on which tier you get, you can get access to all of that as well. I'll also be offering just exclusive content that you won't find anywhere else. So that's always fun. I have a lot of different ideas for what that's going to look like. I'm excited because I feel like this will be a great avenue to really like do more teaching and share my knowledge with you guys. And lastly, monthly one-on-one sessions with me and they can be your choice of astrology, tarot, Reiki, any of those three things we can talk about. It's totally personal and customizable to you. So if you want to work monthly with me regularly on a one-on-one basis, that is totally something you can do. And Honestly, it's a great way to work with me if you plan on doing that regularly. So that is my Patreon. I just had to take a moment to talk about that and let you know like all the good stuff that I'm currently offering. I'm really excited about it. So be sure to go check that out. Without further ado, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Okay, so things I wish I knew before I started to read Tarot. And the first thing I want to start off with here is... Like, let's just get this out of the way because I think a lot of people seem to think that tarot cards and even probably other some like spiritual tools that people use are like this bad, evil, satanic thing and people act like they're going to like grow arms and legs and like jump up in the middle of the night and like stab you in your sleep or something. And they're just cards. That's it. They are just paper with pictures printed on them, nothing more, nothing less. At base, that is all they are. And I think 
the place where people get kind of spooked about these or get like scared of these is because we tend to over mystify them. And I think part of that is, you know, that fear of the unknown. Like if you don't really know about this stuff and you were you're coming, especially from like a really religious or Christian background, we have that fear of the unknown as humans, all of us. We're all afraid of things that we don't understand. And a lot of people don't understand how energy works or and I don't even want to say that people don't understand how energy works because I think energy is something we all kind of feel on some level, whether we're conscious of it or not. I think a lot of us just, a lot of people just don't understand how intentions and energy and all that stuff works. And so I think we tend to get scared because, as I said, like we just don't understand it. So I just want to make it clear. They're just cards. They're not spooky. They're not evil. They're not satanic or anything like that. And all of the stuff that you're seeing from these cards, it's all just stuff that exists within your mind. Like looking at a tarot card, in my opinion, is no different than looking at an ink blot. You like if you guys have ever seen like on TV when they show like psychiatrists, they'll sit with their patients and they're like, What do you see? And they're just showing like these like weird ink blots to their patients. To me, like tarot cards are the same thing. And it's not spooky. I don't think it's not gonna hurt you. I will say though, at base, like they're not going to hurt you. And Here's the thing, if cards have a lot of energy attached to them, whether that is there's one person who used those cards a lot or maybe many people have used those cards a lot and like let's say like maybe you don't practice that energetic hygiene that a lot of people who use cards should practice, cards can maybe accumulate a certain type of energy. Like if if someone has bad intentions, for example, or maybe not so pure intentions, and they have a deck of cards that they used for a really long time, and you somehow got those cards, like you might pick up on that not so good energy. But if you're buying a deck that's straight from a factory and straight from a bookshop that hasn't been touched, hasn't been opened, it's not that big of a deal. They're just paper. And that's why they say like you need to shuffle your cards and sleep with them and do all this stuff with them because you want to put your energy on those cards so that you're more in tune with it. Because I think up until that point, like they're pretty neutral, like they just kind of came out of a factory and who knows, they might have energy from the factory workers or the factory they came from or whatever. It's always a good idea to cleanse your cards and cleanse your surroundings to just get like a clean slate. And even if you did inherit cards from like a family member or a friend or someone you know, it's it's okay to still use those cards and it's up to you on what you want to do. If you feel like the cards have good energy and you like that energy, you don't have to do any cleansing. But if you're someone who, you know, maybe you're like, oh, like I don't like this feeling of someone else's energy, then go ahead and cleanse them. Your path is, you know, entirely up to you and how you want to do things. I'm not going to tell you that there's a right or wrong way to do stuff. But me personally, I like to cleanse everything because with the way I am, I'm very sensitive to the energies of other people and especially like other people's energy on objects. Like going to thrift stores is like a nightmare for me because it's just so much energy and a lot of it is not always the best energy. So it just, it can be really overwhelming. So I personally, I just like to cleanse everything. But Getting back to my original point, they're just cards. They're not going to hurt you. They're not going to grow arms and legs and stab you in your sleep or anything like that. And the other thing I wanted to mention too, aside from like other people's energy and other people kind of touching the cards where things can get funky, if you live in a house that is haunted or a house where maybe you have a lot of like antiques or a lot of hand-me-downs from people who have passed away, this is partially a personal experience of mine where I did live in a haunted house at a certain time in my life. And again, this house was filled with a lot of antiques, a lot of stuff that was passed down from people who had passed over. And 
I did have some weird experiences with my tarot cards, but nothing bad happened. I never had anything happen where I was physically harmed or hurt or anything like that. The weirdest thing was, was that my cards got moved around one day and no one had touched them. No one had been in my room. No one had done anything to my cards. And I found two cards on the floor. And it was funny because these two cards ended up predicting for me that I was going to be moving soon. And it was just the craziest experience. I was totally blindsided by it. And I later found out that there's like, I guess, a saying in Tarot that's like, if it's on the floor, it's at the door. So I thought that was a really, really crazy experience. So I will put that out there that, you know, you might have little things happen like that if you live in like a haunted house or a house with a lot of like energy. But again, it's nothing that's going to harm you. It's nothing that is going to hurt you or anything like that. Again, they're still just cards. And even though it's like, ooh, like a ghost could have moved your tarot cards around. It's like, yeah, and they could have knocked something off your shelf. And you're not going to be like, oh, this cup that fell off my shelf is haunted now and it's evil because a ghost knocked it over. That's just not true. And while I'm on the topic of ghosts, I just need to say this as well because I see this in a lot of places and it kind of irks me. So a while back, I was watching one of those like ghost mystery shows where it's like people sharing their encounters with like living in a haunted house and ghosts and all that and as some of you may know like a lot of times like these shows tend to be very dramatized and they tend to just make everything seem like a lot more intense than it is and I remember watching this one time and there was a woman who read tarot cards in her house and they were like painting out like this picture on the show like saying that because she read tarot cards that she was opening up this portal and inviting ghosts into her house and I just want to say that that is not true you're not opening up a ghost portal because you're reading tarot cards like tarot cards are not the same thing as like a Ouija board or table tipping or anything like that it's just like they're not that's not how that works I will say though if you are someone who is naturally intuitive if you maybe are some type of a medium and you've always kind of had encounters like with ghosts and let's say like you shut it off for a long time I will say that if you start reading tarot it might open up your intuition more so you might start to become more aware that you're sensing when spirits are around but that doesn't necessarily mean that like you're opening up a portal to invite demons and scary shit into your house like that's just (laughs) not the way it works and if that is something you're concerned about I mean that's a really good reason to practice your psychic protection and keep your energy clear and just to stay in that high vibration so you're not attracting that type of energy into your life, into your space. I also want to mention you get to make the rules. And this is kind of tied into my second thing that I have here, which is you don't have to set up a fancy ritual to use your cards every time. But as a little bit of a precursor to that before I really dive into that, I just want to say with everything in your spiritual practice, you get to make the rules. There's no right. There's no wrong. You get to choose how you want to do things. You get to choose your intentions. You get to choose what energies and entities you want to allow into your life. You get to choose what tools you want to use. You get to choose your beliefs. Like That's the reason why I love this stuff because there's no one telling you that you're bad or good because you do x y and z thing you know I know I share a lot of my opinions on this podcast and things that I believe in but I always encourage and welcome everyone to follow their own path and do their own thing and follow whatever works for them like I said there's no rules so if you don't want to be seeing scary shit and ghosts you can set that intention and let your higher self 
God, the universe, angels, whatever you believe in, or just set that intention with yourself even and just say, hey, universe or hey, self, I don't want to be seeing scary shit. You get to decide that. So I just want to make that very clear. My second main point here is you don't have to set up a fancy ritual to use your cards every time that you use them. In my opinion, here's the thing. It's okay if you're like kind of on a time crunch and you're just like, I want to just shuffle the cards and see what comes up. I think that is totally acceptable to do. I don't think you have to like say a prayer or a chant and meditate and cleanse your space and cleanse your cards and do all this stuff every single time that you read them. But I will say that there is, and this is kind of a recurring thing you guys might hear from me on this podcast. I will say that yes, you don't always have to do everything super fancy and do all these rituals, but I think there is something to be said about keeping things sacred, doing the ritual. Like if you're working through something really big and you're trying to get insight on something for yourself or for someone else, I do think it is good to take that time, to set aside that time. Like if you look at it like a self-care practice and just carve out that time to cleanse your space, get grounded, get centered, meditate if you want to, whatever that ritual kind of looks like for you, cleanse your cards, write down your questions, do some journaling, whatever it is that's going to get you into that space to really pick up on what the cards are saying. I do think it's important to still do that, but I don't think it's like an all the time thing. Like sometimes I just like to sit in my bed and like shuffle my cards and just see what falls out for me. And energetically too, like I can tell like when my cards need to be cleansed. I can tell when I should be doing something more. It's like everything else. Like I just tell people, follow your intuition and do what works best for you. You don't need to, but I think sometimes it is a good idea to do those rituals. And just like I said, look at it as like a self-care practice. And you can apply that to literally anything too in your life, not just reading the cards. My third thing I want to talk about is psychic protection and energetic protection. Again, this is important, but find what works best for you. When I first started reading the cards, I was told that I needed to envision like opening a door in my third eye and visualizing a light coming from my third eye and into the cards. And then when I was done, I had to envision a bubble of protection around myself and around the other person. And looking back, I understand why I was told to do this. But what I wish I knew back then is that that's not the only way to do that stuff. And also the world isn't going to end if you don't do it. I think sometimes we talk so much about psychic protection that it creates a lot of fear around people, especially if you aren't familiar with this stuff or you don't understand how it works. And I think for me in my case at the time, I was terrified to not do this stuff because I thought like, something horrible was going to happen to me if I didn't do it. And like, yeah, sometimes like funky stuff can happen energetically, but it's not like if you do it, uh, a giant meteorite is going to fly out of the sky and like knock you over while you're standing in your driveway one day. It's not it's not like that. I think part of it, too, is also my religious programming at that time that I was working to undo, but it still had a lot of fear around. So I think maybe I was worried I was going to get punished by God or something for doing that stuff. And now where I am in life, obviously, I don't believe that that's true. But yes, psychic protection and energetic protection is important. There are so many ways you can do that. And I'm, I am said this on my Patreon podcast recently, like I'm still kind of hashing out my thoughts on some of this stuff. But I really think as of right now that the best psychic protection is to just keep your vibration high and raise your vibration. And I'm not talking about that coming from like a toxic positivity standpoint or saying that you have to be positive all the time because that's not realistic. But I look at it more as like a way of just nurturing yourself on a daily basis and just 
finding little things to do that make you feel good. And that can look like acknowledging when you don't feel so good or acknowledging when things are bad or when there's a problem. I'm not talking about like ignoring all that to keep your vibration high and so you can be superior and better than everyone else. That's not where I'm going with this at all. But again, I think just doing things that doing things daily and regularly that will just make you feel good, I think will just help you because I'm starting to think that when you are in a lower vibration and you're doing this work, and I'm not saying this, by the way, to like shame anyone or tell anyone that they're doing something that's wrong or to make anyone feel bad. But I think sometimes like if we're in that this like not so good energy, it's like we have more fear and that fear can kind of show us stuff that's scary things invite energies into our life that we maybe don't want again I'm still kind of forming this opinion so I'm sorry if this is a little bit half-baked this is something I'm still thinking about because I do believe in duality I do believe that there is good and that there is bad I don't believe that certain things are all good or all bad I think there's a blend of both and I think it's important to acknowledge the quote-unquote bad things in contrast with the good things because I just think one can't exist without without the other but There's a lot of ways to do psychic protection. You can picture a bubble around yourself. You can envision you're zipping up a suit to kind of keep yourself covered. There's a lot of ways to do it. I don't find that visualizations help me too much. I'm more of like a, I like to wear dark crystals. I also just like to practice having good boundaries in general and intention setting. So I like to set intentions of like what I will and won't allow into my life, both with people I know, with spirits, with energies, all of that stuff. I just set my intentions of I only want the good things to come through or things that are necessary or beneficial. And also cleansing. Like I love to cleanse myself and my space as regularly and as often as possible. I also like to try to eat fruits and vegetables because I find that those make me feel really good and help raise my vibration. I take salt baths. I listen to Reiki videos. I do a lot of stuff. I get Reiki done pretty regularly and do it on myself just to keep my energy in a good spot. And I just, I feel like that that personally is like my best protection. And again, if visualization works for you, you can do that. If fusing crystals works for you, you can do that. Again, this is all totally entirely up to you. And I feel like this could be a whole separate podcast in and of itself. So I'll have to make a mental note of that. My next thing that I wish I knew before I started reading the tarot is don't be afraid to use decks other than the rider weight. And I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if other people have felt this way. I'm sure some people have, so I'm just going to throw it out there. If you're new to reading tarot, don't be afraid to use other decks. When I first started reading tarot, I made it very clear that I only wanted to use the rider weight because I thought that was like the OG deck. And I really just wanted to learn about the symbolism and the cards and just the base meanings of things so that I could just really have a firm grasp on it before I started going to other decks. But when I first started getting other decks that weren't the Rider Waite that like really resonated with me, this was such a game changer. And it doesn't matter if you're new to Tarot. It doesn't matter if, you know, you've been doing it for a long time, whatever. Get other decks. Try them out. Find ones that resonate for you because some artists, the imagery and the way that they interpret the tarot decks just really give it a fresh whole new meaning and you might see a certain card in a way that you've never seen it before until you saw it the way that this artist interpreted it. I really love the Everyday Witch Tarot deck that is one of my all-time favorite decks. The Modern Witch Tarot is really great. I love that. It's such a fresh take on a tarot deck. Those are the two that I use the most. There's so many and like there's oracle decks you can use as well, which oracle decks are different because they're not tarot in the sense that they're based off the original tarot. It's just 
artist's own imagery and interpretations that they get to use. And I love, love, love the Moonology Oracle deck because it's astrology and moon related. Those are all symbols that I really resonate with. So it's a really easy deck for me to read. I also love the Believe in Your Own Magic Oracle deck. That's a really great empowering deck, which is funny because I was recently told by someone that it's directed at like little girls. And I'm like, here I am (laughs) almost 30. And I'm like, I love that deck. I think it's so empowering and I resonate with it so much. And don't don't let stuff like that hold you back. But those are some of my favorites. And again, I think like imagery and just getting all that out is so important. And another thing, this wasn't originally on my list, but when I was talking a few minutes ago, I also wanted to mention this. Don't get so focused on learning the meanings of every single card when you're learning tarot. Honestly, tarot works so much better when you just trust your intuition and you focus on what you're seeing. I do find that sometimes like looking at the original meanings of the like going online and Googling like the meanings of the cards can help because if you're stuck, I think it can give you a good jumping off point. I found that sometimes when I'm doing readings, I'll say out loud like, okay, usually this means this. And for some reason, if I go over the base meanings of a card, it just turns something on in my brain where all of a sudden my intuition kicks in and I start to kind of see like, okay, what does this really mean for this person or this situation or for myself? I just wanted to throw that out there. You don't have to learn the meanings of every single card all at once. You can just pull a card a day and just keep a journal and just write down like what you see, what you feel, make note of anything that happened that day that you think might be relevant to that card. You can write down the original meanings if you think it'll help, but don't get so caught up on like this means this. It's because it's not this rigid thing. It's really very subjective and it's open to interpretation and open to whatever it is that you're seeing. Which brings me to my next thing that I wanted to go over, which is a good way to practice tarot without the cards is by either using or doing a thing called butterfly art, which is something I learned in an intuitive development class that I recently took. And it's a really fun exercise and practice to do. It's a great way to practice your intuition. You can do this with friends. It's just so simple and so easy and it looks really cool. When we did this in the class I went to, it was like just so fun going around and seeing like what everyone was doing and being like, well, I see this and I see that and blah, blah, blah. And then later on, we kind of did readings for each other and it was just so, so cool to tap into your intuition that way. And Another thing I was just too is just looking at other images. So like finding like art pieces or like just anything like looking at different types of images and just noticing what you see. There's a group that I was in where people would just post artwork and they'd be like, what do you see? And it was just like random pictures of art. And you could keep a journal where you just find random images on Google and you just write down what you see. You can even do it with a friend. And and you could each like look at the same picture, take notes and be like, I'm seeing this, this and this. And then be like, what do you see? And then they might be like, well, I'm seeing this, this and that. And they might see something totally different from what you're seeing. There's so many ways to practice tarot even without using a tarot deck because like I said this is all just stuff that you're picking up within your subconscious mind it's all based around art and like it's very visual so if you're someone who's very clairvoyant which means clear seeing you might be naturally more inclined to do this type of stuff however if you're not someone who feels like you resonate with that that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't do this either you can totally do it with a little bit of practice I really think we all have access to all these different intuitive outlets but I think some people just might be more inclined or drawn to others than 
other ones. But you might have like a knack for one more than some of the others, I guess is what I'm really trying to say. I just think those are really cool ways to to do all that. And just a little side note, if you guys are interested in seeing what my personal butterfly art looks like, I am going to be uploading that to my Patreon this month as part of my exclusive content. So if you guys would like to see my butterfly art, you can go check out my Patreon and see that. So definitely go check that out. Yes, I'm plugging it again because, listen guys, I'm planning to offer a lot of cool stuff and I just want you guys to know. So again, go check it out. Moving on. And I already kind of touched on this part again, but I just want to end this podcast by saying that the cards don't have to be the super sacred thing, but I do think there is something magical and fun about keeping something sacred. I already kind of touched on this a bit, but I don't know. I find that there's some people that are like, esoteric things are not this big mystical thing, blah, blah, blah. Like they're just cards. They're just this. And I know I kind of said a lot of that in this episode because I do kind of agree. I do kind of agree with that. But I also think if you're someone like me who loves finding the magic in life and you just love the idea of things being mystical and magical and not always knowing the answers to things and you want to keep that magic alive, I think it is fun to keep some things sacred and near and dear to your heart. And in my example, I have my OG Rider Waite tarot deck that I bought years ago and I keep it with a clear quartz crystal and it's in a silk pouch because that's what I was told at the time that you have to do, which by the way, you don't have to do these things, but that's what I did. And something about that just created this magic around those cards for me and I just hold them so near and dear to me. I don't let anyone else use them. These are cards that I just use for me personally. I never do readings with clients or anyone with these cards. It is my only deck that I don't do that with. And yeah, I just feel like these cards just have this sacred energy about them because I just gave them that. And, you know, I like to do rituals when I read with these cards and I like to just really dive into all that stuff with these cards and I just love them. I also just want to quickly mention, too, it's okay to read for yourself. And also, you don't have to be gifted cards to read cards. I feel like this is a very common myth that a lot of people have probably debunked already, but you don't have to be gifted cards to read them. You can buy yourself a deck of cards. I promise lightning isn't going to come out of the sky and zap you if you buy your own cards. That is not necessary to read cards. And also, you can do readings for yourself. A lot of people don't really, I think, advise that. And the reason why, by the way, it's not because it's bad or morally wrong or anything like that. In my opinion, it can be harder to read your own cards at times, especially if you're feeling very emotional about something and you can't see things clearly or objectively or tap into your own intuition. So I think sometimes like if you're really going through it and you really want guidance, it can be helpful to go get a reading from someone else. But You can read the cards yourself. I do think it's important to do a couple things, though, when you do that. I think, one, if you can keep some sort of neutrality in your mind when you're doing it, that is going to be helpful. Um, So you're not getting super emotional and objective and you can really allow your intuition to come through. The other thing you can do, too, is just, again, keep a journal, write down the cards you're seeing, make notes of what you think they mean or what the traditional meanings are, whatever you feel is appropriate, and Maybe write down something about like what you're going through and what you hope to get out of that. And then just like leave it alone for a while. Take a step back, document it, and you can either meditate on those cards and try to think about what does this really mean? 
and see if anything comes up over the next couple of days or just let things play out. You might find that something in your life plays out and then you go back and you're looking at your journal and you're like, oh my God, this is actually spot on with what was going on in my life. I just didn't see it at the time. So any type of record keeping or documentation with that can be very helpful to learning and understanding the cards and also getting some insight for yourself. That is all I have for you guys this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love you all so much. If you wouldn't mind leaving me a review on iTunes and Spotify, I would super, super, super appreciate it. Oh, and I forgot to mention, and I know you guys are sick of me talking about Patreon at this point, but I am doing an offer right now where the first people, anyone who signs up for my Patreon within the first month will be getting a handwritten thank you note from me and a mystery crystal regardless of what tier you sign up for. This is just my way of saying thank you and letting you know that I appreciate you supporting me and hanging out with me on Patreon and even if you don't plan on doing that, thank you so much for listening. I love you all so much. I hope you all have an amazing week and I will catch you here next time on the Space Witch Podcast and don't forget you are so much more than your sun sign. Bye. Thank you.